So starting our new book today, this one is by Andrew Clements and it is called No Talking. And this is the same author that wrote the book Frindle that we read in reading groups. So No Talking. Chapter one, zipped. Dave Packer was in the middle of his fourth hour of not talking. He was also in the middle of his social studies class on a Monday morning in the middle of November. And Laketon Elementary School was in the middle of a medium-sized town in the middle of New Jersey. There was a reason Dave was in the middle of his fourth hour of not talking, but this isn't the time to tell about that. This is the time to tell what he figured out was in the middle of his social studies class. Dave figured out that not talking is extra hard at school. And the reason? Teachers. Because at 11.35, Mrs. Overby clapped her hands and said, Class, class, quiet down. Then she looked at her list and said, Dave and Lindsay, you're next. So Dave nodded and Lindsay, at Lindsay and stood up. It was time to present the report about India. But giving this report would ruin his experiment. Because Dave was trying to keep his mouth shut all day. He wanted to keep his lips zipped right up to the very, very end of the day and not say one single word until the last bell rang at 10 after 3. And the reason Dave had decided to clam up? But it still isn't the time to tell about that. This is the time to tell what he did about the report. Dave and Lindsay walked to the front of the room. Dave was supposed to begin the presentation by telling about the history of India. He looked down at his index cards, looked up at Mrs. Overby, looked out at the class, and he opened his mouth. But he didn't talk. He coughed. Dave coughed for about 10 seconds. Then he wiped his mouth, looked at his index cards again, looked at Miss Overby again, looked at the class again, opened up his mouth again, and coughed some more. He coughed and coughed and coughed until his face was bright red and he was all bent over. Lindsay stood there, feeling helpless. Dave hadn't told her about the experiment, so all she could do was watch and listen to the horrible coughing. Lindsay's opinion of Dave had never been high, and it sank lower by the second. Mrs. Overby thought thought she knew what, was ha- what had happened to Dave. She had seen this before, kids who got so nervous that they made themselves sick rather than talk in front of the class. It surprised her because Dave wasn't shy at all, ever. In fact, none of her fifth graders this year were the least bit shy or nervous about talking, ever. But the teacher took pity and she said, you better go get some water. You two can give your report later. Lindsay gave Dave a disgusted look and went back to her desk. Dave nodded at Mrs. Overby, coughed a few more times for good measure, and hurried out of the room. And with Dave out in the hall getting a drink, it's the perfect time to tell you why he was in the middle of his fourth hour of not talking and why he had decided to keep keep it keep quiet in the first place. Chapter 2, Gandhi. When something happens, there's usually a simple explanation. But that simple explanation is almost never the full story. Here's the simple explanation anyway. Dave had decided to stop talking for a whole day because of something he read in a book. See, very simple, very clear, but it's not the whole story. So here's a little more. Dave and his partner had to prepare a report on India. Not a long one, just some basic facts. Something about the history, something about the government, something about the land and and the industry, something about the Indian people and their culture, five minutes or less. Dave's report partner was Lindsay Burgess, and neither of them was very happy about that. There were some boy-girl problems at Laketon Elementary School, but this isn't the time to tell about that. Even though Dave and Lindsay had to give their report together, they both had agreed that they did not want to prepare it together, so they divided the topics in half and each worked alone. Dave was a good student, and he found two books about India, and he checked them out at the library. 
He hadn't read both books, not completely. He wasn't that good a student, but he had read parts of both books. Dave thought the most interesting section in the book was a part of, about how India became independent, how the country broke away from England and became a free nation, sort of like the United States did. And Dave thought the most interesting person in the story of India's independence was Mahatma Gandhi. Dave was amazed by Gandhi. This one skinny little man practically pushed the whole Britain army out of India all by himself. But he didn't use weapons or violence. He fought with words and ideas. It was an incredible story. All of it is all of it true. And in one of the books, Dave read this about Gandhi. For many years, one day each week, Gandhi did not speak at all. Gandhi believed this was a way to bring order to his mind. Dave read that bit of information on Thursday afternoon, and he read it again on Sunday night as he prepared for his oral report. And it made him wonder what it would be like to go a whole day without saying a single word. And Dave began to wonder if not talking would bring order to his mind, too. In fact, Dave wondered what that meant, to bring order to his mind. Could something as simple as not talking change the way your mind worked? Seemed like it must have been a good idea for Gandhi. But what would, it, would he do, if a regular, what would it do for a regular kid in New Jersey? Would not talking make him smarter? Would he finally understand fractions? If he had more order in his mind, would he be able to look at a sentence and see which word is an adverb instead of just guessing? And how about sports? Would someone, would someone with more orderly mind be a better baseball player? Powerful questions. So Dave decided to zip his lip and give it a try. Was it hard for him to keep quiet? You bet, especially at first, like when he got to the bus stop where his friends were arguing about why the Jets had lost to the Patriots. But David learned quickly that by nodding and smiling, by frowning and shrugging, by shaking his head and giving a thumbs up or a high five, or even just patting his hands on his coat pockets and turning away, not talking was possible. And by the time he'd ridden the school bus, David gotten pretty good at fitting in, fitting in without speaking up. There, that explains what's going on a little better. And it's probably enough, at least for the moment, but there's more. There's always more. And now we're back in the class on Monday with Dave, who got through the rest of social studies without saying a word. And when the bell rang at the end of the period, it was time for fifth grade lunch. More than 125 kids began hurrying toward the cafeteria. And by the time they got there, the fifth graders were already talking like crazy, all except one. All right, that's the reading for today. Talk to y'all later. Bye.